Shas Illuminated presents the following shear by Rabbi Avraham Shor. Meseches Megillah has been dedicated by Mr. and Mrs. Yassi Taub, Lezchus Rufur Shalema, Moshe Nachman ben Malka Miriam. Megillah daf Yud Dalet. The Gemara says, Moshe da chashverish v'homen, l'ma adavr toime, l'shnei b'nei adam, l'echad hoi loi teil b'seich sedehu, l'echad hoi loi charitz b'seich sedehu. The Moshel for Achashverish and Haman is where there were two people. One of them had a mound of dirt in his field, and the other one had a ditch in his field. Balachritz Amar The Balachritz, the one who owns the ditch, said, "Who would give me this mound? I'll pay for it." Who will take? My tail and put it into this chritz. I'll pay for it. Liyamim. After a while, this davgu ze etzel ze. They paired up with each other. Amalei bal chritz to bal tail. Mecharli tiloch. Sell me your tail. I need to buy it. Amalei tolis bechinam v'halavai. So the Gemara basically is saying is that both Haman and Achashverosh wanted to wipe out Kla Yisrael. Achashverosh had them as his subjects and wasn't interested in having them. Haman wanted to make sure that they got killed. And that's why when Haman offered to pay money to have this done, Achashverosh uh, tells him, Now the Mepharshim are oimid on the mushal that the Gemara uses. The Maral explains that it's bedafka that the Gemara is medame Achashverosh's relationship to the Jewish people as one of a Balhatel and Haman's relationship as one of a Balachritz. Because he explains that a tail is something that is in a person's field and he has no need for it, but it's not as if it's being mazikim in any way. Masha'enkein acharitz is something that is lacking, and therefore he explains that achashverish didn't consider klal yisrael something that was bothering him. It wasn't like he saw them as a negative force in his kingdom. He just saw them as something extra that was unnecessary. Masha'enkein Haman saw them as like a charitz, which means that they created a lack. And that's why it was Haman who devised the plan to destroy them, because one who sees Kala Yisrael as a negative thing is more inclined to devise a plan to destroy them than one who just sees them as something unnecessary. The Anaf Yosef has a slightly different angle. He says that the sinner of Achashverish and the sinner of Haman were for two opposite reasons. Achashverosh was machshev Kla Yisrael, like a tail, which is high. And because of that, he had kinah. Mashenkein Haman, he had a zilzil for Kla Yisrael, like a charitz, which is low. Mefuzer or mefoyrod, there ain't shoveh He saw them as a pathetic nation. The Mefarshim used the Anaf Yosef to answer the Rif's kasha. The Rif asks, in the Pasuk, that describes Haman's reaction to Mordechai's not bowing down to him. It says, It was too much of a bizoyan to bishalech yad only in Mordechai, Mordechai alone. Because they told him what nation Mordechai came from. Asks the riff, what exactly is the Nesinas Tam? Why is the fact that they told him the nation that Mordechai came from a reason why it was Vayivis Be'en of Lushloyach Yod Be'Mordechai Levadai? According to Anaf Yosef, it's very simple. Haman looked at the Jewish people a certain way. Once he found out that Mordechai came from that nation, he said, it's too cheap for me to go and destroy one Jew. He looked at the Jews as being an Anashim Shvelim. 
So it's totally beneath his dignity to just go and kill one Jew. If he accomplishes killing out the whole nation, then that's not beneath his dignity. A third Mahalach to explain the Moshal could be found in the Chsam Soifer, Allah Torah and Pashas Tetzaveh. He explains that Achashverish was interested in being Magbia, lifting up the Jewish people in order to be Machti them, in order to cause them to sin, like he did at the Suda. He gave them covet. And that's why Achashverish is called the Baal HaTel. He looks at the Jewish people like being worthy of being lifted up. Masha'enkein Haman was looking to be Mashbil them, to lower them. So this is similar to the Anaf Yosef, except that Anaf Yosef explains that the idea of the tail in Achashverish's view is that since he was machshiv them, that caused them to hate them. According to Chassam Seifer, tail is a description of how he treated them. And as we know, sinna towards Yidin could be found in two different forms. It's based on Levi in the beginning of Parshas Vayishlach, where Yaakov Avinu is mispadal hatileni no, miyad achi miyad esav. He explains that sometimes... The Sunni Yisrael behave like Esav, but sometimes they behave like Achi. They are Mekarevas, and they get us to sin. Now, in all these three Mahalchim, Maral, the Anaf Yosef, and the Chsam Soifer, the mushal of the tail is a mushal for the way that Achashverish viewed the Jewish people, and the Charitz is the way that Haman viewed the Jewish people. Because that's how the Maral is seeing it, that the Charitz is a negative thing that needs to be gotten rid of, just like the Jewish people in Haman's eyes, they're like a chritz that we have to get rid of. The Anaf Yosef as well. The tale is the perspective that Achashverish has on the Jewish people, and he sees them as a chosh of a people, and therefore is niskane behem. And Haman looks at the Jewish people like one would look at a chritz. And so too, according to the Chsam Seifer, the Achashverish wanted to be Magbia Klal Yisrael, treat them like a tail, and Haman wanted to treat them like a Chritz, be Mashbil them. However, it's worthwhile to be Ma'orer that from the Gemara it sounds like the tail is the Jewish people, and Achashverish is called the Balha tail because he has the Jewish people as part of his kingdom. And Haman is the Balachritz and wants to buy the rights to take the Jewish people and put them into his Charitz. Not that he views the Jewish people as a Charitz, but rather he is looking to take this tale and put it into his Charitz. Which means that we have to understand what exactly is the Charitz in the Nimshal. So it would seem that we can take out of this Gemara a very important Yisoid as far as the sinner that Amalek has to Klal Yisrael. The Charitz is the feeling of lacking Kolzman that the Jewish people exist. It's not as if the Charitz symbolizes the Jewish people. The Charitz symbolizes Amalek's feeling incomplete Kolzman that the Jewish people are still around. If you give me the tale, which is the Jewish people, I could be memale my chesorin. And like we see, Rashi talks about, in the beginning of Parshas, told us the idea of kishazek kom ze noifel. Esav and Yaakov are two opposites. Each one's hatzlacha is dependent on the other one's failure. They can never be matzliach at the same time. And actually, Zeresh, Haman's wife, and all the Chachamim were aware of this fact, which is why they said, as soon as they saw Mordechai beginning to be Matzliach, and Haman being Neufelt Lefanov, they said, that's it, you have no hope. And that's, of course, because they are two opposites, like we explained many times. Esav and Molech come from the world of Teva, the facade of this world's running on its own. Yaakov comes from the Hanhagah of Lamalamidarcha Teva. And Kolzman, the Jewish people are around, like we said, and Daf Yudam 
Esav can't have any kiyum because Esav is doshav shabarasi ba'ilami. He's one bria of sheker. It's kishuf. That's makhish pamalya shalmala. But as soon as you have somebody who lo- lives the perspective of ein oid movadai, like we saw back on Dafyuram Abayis, we explained that Abchanina lived the perspective of ein oid movadai. Kishuf has no kiyum whatsoever. So it's not as if a mulik could be soivil the existence of klal Yisrael. The Gemara continues and it says, Vayaser HaMelech HaStabatoi Amar Rabbi Abba Bar Kahana G'doyla HaSoras Tabas Yoyser Me'arboim Ushmoina Nevi'im V'Sheva Nevi'is Shenisnablahem L'Yisroel The removal of Achashverish's signet ring was greater than all 48 Nevi'im and 7 Nevi'is that were misnabe for Kla Yisroel. Shekulon Lo'yechzirom Lamutav the Nevi'im didn't manage to bring Klai Yisrael to do tshuva. Now it's interesting that of all things, the Gemara is focusing on the removal of his ring. It doesn't say the gzeira, it doesn't even say the stamping of the ring. The removal of his ring. So the Marsha explains, Alpi, the Medrash, Nesta Rabbah, on this Pasuk, of Ayasar Milchas Tabatai, that the Gemara says that you see from here that Achashverish hated Klal Yisrael more than Haman because B'derek Klal the derech is that the Leikeach has to give an Eiravoin some sort of guarantee to the Moicher and over here Achashverish was like the Moicher because he was selling away the Jewish people and he is the one who is giving an Eiravoin to Haman. So the removal of the tabas was not only a heksher, giving Haman the ability to use it to stamp the gzeira, rather it showed the willingness of Achashverish, so much so that he gave his ring as an Eiravin. The Yaris Dvash in Chelek Aleph, Drush Yud Zayin, explains this in more detail. He says that Haman knew that Achashverish is the type to easily change his mind. And that's why he demanded the Eiravain from Achashverish. He wanted the Tabas, so that if Achashverish would suddenly change his mind and he would want to send some other letter, like we see it happened at the end of the story, they sent out new letters, he wouldn't be able to. And you actually see that Haman held on to this Tabas all the way until the end of the story, where we see that Vayasar Amelachas Tabatai Asher Hever Me Haman So Haman actually had that Tabas the entire time, and the reason was because Haman wanted to ensure that Achashverosh would not have the ability to send out new letters. So that was the real tzara, the hasaras Tabas, the fact that he removed the Tabas from his hand and took away the power from himself and gave it over to Haman. The Yaris Dvash also says that there's a deeper meaning that could be understood in the Pasuk of Ayasar Melechus Tabatai Me'al Yodai. Because he says, we know that the Medrash says in Esther Rabbah, Per Gimel, that every time that it says Hamelech in the Megillah, it's being Miramez on a Baruch Now we know as the Gemara in Brachah says in Davav, Amr Aleph, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Meneich and this is the meaning of the Pasuk in Shira Shirim. Simeni kachoysam al-libecha, kachoysam al-zroyecha. Says the Yaris Dvash, kachoysam al-libecha and kachoysam al-zroyecha are being meramas to the two parts of the tefillin. Zroyecha, of course, means the tefillin shalyat. You put it on the zroya. That part of the tefillin is meramas on the inyan of the maisim. We put our tefillin on the yad to show that we want to make sure that our maisim, which are done with the yad, are nirtze to Hashem, are pleasing to Hashem. The tefillin shel roish, on the other hand, are meramez, the inyan of the machshava, 
to make sure that our machshavas are shleimus im Hashem. Says the Yaris Dvash, machshavas don't only exist in the Mayach, they're also machshavas halev. That is why the Pasuk says, Simeni when being Miramis to the Indian of the Tfilin Shel Rosh. And when Klal Yisrael properly does their part, they wear their Tfilin and make sure that their Maisim and their Machshavis are perfect, then they become a kusher to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and Le'umas, their Kesher, HaKadosh Baruch Hu, also puts on Tfilin. And that's really our tefillah to Hashem. Simeni kachosim alibecha kachosim alzrayecha. And at that point, Hashem puts on his tefillin. As the Gemara says over there in Brachis, in Hashem's tefillin, just like in our tefillin, it talks about the greatness of Hashem, the yichud of Hashem, and our avatah Hashem. In his tefillin, it talks about the greatness of Klal Yisroel and Hashem's ava to us. And using this theme, the Yaris Dvash explains... In an unbelievable way, the Medrash in Esther Rabbah, Perik Zion, and this is also brought down in the Piet, Seder Slichas, in Tainus Esther, in the passage that begins, Adam B'Kumaleinu. Over there, the Medrash says that when Eliyoh Novi told the Chachme Yisrael that it was Nigzra Gzera Al Yisrael in the days of Haman, they asked him, Im Bechoysem Tit Oidam, was this thing sealed with a Choysem of Tit, of Cement or of dam explains the Yaris Dvash that since we already said that there is a choysem of the zroya, simenik choysem al al So there's the zroya, which is mechuvin keneged the maisim. Maisim are completely choymer. It's gashmi. The remez to something that's totally choymer is offer. Out of offer you make tit. The other choysem, however, is the choysem al which has to do with the machshavas. Now we know that the lave is the part of the body that pumps blood because it's a life force. So the question, in essence, that they were asking Eliyahu when they asked him, was this sealed with a choysem of tit or a choysem of dam? The question was really, is Klal Yisrael being punished now for something that was strictly in the world of maisim or even in the deeper world of machshava? And he takes this a step further. He says that we learned in the Gemara earlier that Kla Yisrael were nanu misidoseh and they also bowed down to the Tselem bimein Vuchadnetzar. Now these were physical acts. And the question was, is Kla Yisrael being punished for a physical act, which is merumiz in a choysem shel tit, which is made out of afar, which is choymer? Were they poigim only in the choysem al echa? Or were there even oivid belibam lavedizara? And then their punishment would have been much more severe. If it was only lefanim, like the Gemara says, heimloy asu el lefanim, but in their lave they really weren't being oivid avedizara, then there's hope for them. So the question of, is this a choysem of tit, or a choysem of dam, is really a question, how deep was the chet of Klal Yisrael? Was it only an external thing, which is merumez in choysem shel tit, or was it internal, was it in the lave, which is merumez in the choysem shel dam? And Eloyo over there, in the Medrash, answers them, don't worry, it's only betit, and therefore they have hope. Says the Yaris Dvash, this is the kavana of our Gemara, Gedoylo Hasaras Atabas, Yoiser Me'arboim Ushmoyna He says, we know this Tabas is called a Choysum. It was a Hashverish's signet ring. But like we said, every time that it says Hamelech in the Megillah, it's also being Miramiz to Akarish Baruchu. And at that point, because of our hate, he removed his Choysum, the Choysum al Zurayecha. 
Like the Pasik says in Yeshaya, in Perik Memtes, Pasik Tezayin, Al Kapayim Chakoisich. You are engraved on my hand. So this is why it says in the Gemara, Gedoyla Hasaras HaTabas. The removal of the Tabas was the main Tzara for Klal Yisrael. When Hashem removed that Choysem, Me'al Zoryecha, we became vulnerable to all sorts of Mekatrigim. And the only thing that was left was the Tfilin Shebiroish of HaKadosh Baruch because our Machshavit was still pure. Because like Rav Shem Ben Yechai told us, Talmidim, Himlei Asel Ela Lefanim, and therefore Hashem also only did Lefanim. He only affected the world of Maise. And this is the deeper meaning, says the Yaris Devash, of what it says in the Gemara, Why does it pick on the tefillin more than any other mitzvah? We already explained why it says sasan, which is mila, because mila is something that Amalek has a specialist nagdas to. That's why they took their milois and threw them klape mila. They said, Tol ma We understand why it says, because there was a rafu yadeim in a Even simcha zu yomtev, we can understand in light of what we expressed back in Daf Yud Aleph, that the simcha of yomtev is different than Shabbos, because Shabbos is kviyah v'kaimah, it's mitzara karish baruchu. Yomtev is something that we create, and since it's a function of Torah Shabal Peh, it needs to be something that is created by Chachma Yisrael, like Yomtif, which is based on Asher Tikru Oisam B'mayadam, Asher Tikru Atem B'mayadam. We need to be Mekadesh Yomtif, Mekadesh Yisrael V'azmanim. The Gemara says in Brochus, Yisrael Shemekadshil Azmanim. But what exactly is Tfilin doing there? It doesn't take any other mitzvahs. But according to Rabbi and Eibeshitz, in the Yaris Vash, we see the reason why Tfilin is mentioned, because Klai Yisrael had Tfilin, Vero Kolami Yisrael, Kishem Hashem Nikra Lecha, based on HaKadosh Baruch's Tfilin, because the Tfilin Shabaroish still remained with them. The Gemara brings a brisa. There were 48 Nevi'im and 7 Nevi'ois that said Nevu'ah for Klai Yisrael. They didn't subtract or add anything on what it says in the Torah except for Mikra Megillah. The Ran explains that even though there are many Gzeres Chachamim, there are Takonis and Isurim Durabonan, nevertheless, those aren't considered additions to Torah, rather a Siyog and a Geder to the Mitzvahs of Torah. Because usually Chazal are misakin something as a Mishmeris, as a safeguard to Dinim Dairaisa. Lemashal Shlema Melech, who was a Navi, was Mesachin Eruvi Chatseris. But that wasn't a new din, that was a Siyag for the Israelite saw which the Torah gave us. Now, even though we find that Rachamim were Mesachin Mitzis Ner that wasn't Nevi'im. At the time of Mordechai, like Rashi explains, there was Chagis Chaya and Malachi. So the Gemara says, My Darush, what was it that the Nevi'im darshaned at the time that they were Mesachin to lane the Megillah? If we find that when you go from Avdos Lecheris, you say Shira, which Rashi understands to mean that the Klai Yisrael has said Shira Al Hayam by Kriyas Yamsuf, so Mimisa Lechayim Lekol Shekein. The Turayevin asks two kashas on Rashi's understanding. He says, number one, the Shira that Klai Yisrael said at the time of the Kriyas Yamsuf is not something that we were Kaveh Ledoiris. There's no chiyav to say shira on Leil Shvi Shel Pesach nowadays. So how could you learn from there that there's a chiyav of Mikra Megillah every year? Furthermore, he says, the shira that Klai Yisrael said at the time of Kriyas Yamsef wasn't a shira for being Yoytze Me'avdus Lecheirus, rather because they were going Mimisa Lechayim. 
they were spared at that time from Mitzrayim. Therefore, the Turi understands that when the Gemara says, May Avdas Lecheris, it's referring to the Hallel that we read on the first day of Pesach as Hoidah on the Nisim that happened at the time of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim. Rashi obviously holds that the Shir of Az Yasher that they sang had to do with them going Me Avdas Lecheris, and like the Marsha explains, the Gemar of their freedom from Mitzrayim came at the time of Kriyas Yamsuf. So the Gemara asks that once you tell me that there's a Kavachomer and that you should be saying Shira when you go Mimisa Lechayim, so Ihachi, if that's so, Halal Nami So we should also say Halal. Why don't we say Halal Ampurim? Answers the Gemara, Lefi, She'ein Omrim Halal Al Neis Shebuchutzel the first terrorist the Gemara gives is that the reason why we don't say Halal on Purim is because we don't say Halal on Neis that happened in Chutz La'aretz. And that the Gemara asks that Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, the Neis Shebuchutz La'aretz, Heichi Amrin and Shira. How do we say Halal on Pesach if we're commemorating a Neis that happened in Chutz La'aretz? Now here the Turi Evan asks that who says that the Halal that we say on Pesach is a Halal for the Neis Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim? The reason why we say Halal is because on every Yom if we say Halal. It's a din in the Moyed. That you're supposed to thank Hashem, just like on Shavuos and Sukkot. Even though on Shavuos and Sukkot no nays happen, you're not saying halal for a nays. Answers the Turi Evan that when the Gemara over here says that on Pesach we say halal, on the nays Shabbat to the and Sraim, it's not referring to the halal that we say in the daytime on Pesach. It's talking about the halal that we say at night. Now, in all other Moyadim, we never say Halal at night. Halal is something that we only say in the daytime. Why is it that the night of Pesach we say Halal? That is Halal al Hanes. As we know, Chayev Adam Mitzrayim. The Halal we say is part of our demonstrating that we left Mitzrayim. And so it's Halal al Hanes. Halal al Hanes, the Gemara is asking, you do not say an Hanes Shabuchutz Loretz. And the Gemara, of course, answers that actually Nichnusu Yisrael La'aretz Huchshu Kol Aratzis Lemarshira Misha Nichnusu Yisrael La'aretz. Once they came into Eretz Yisrael, then Lehuchshu Kol Aratz Lemarshira. Now, why is this the rule? Why is it that until Klal Yisrael came into Eretz Yisrael, you were allowed to say Halal anywhere, and once Klal Yisrael entered Eretz Yisrael, then that is the only place that you could say Shira. You cannot say Shira on an ace that happened in Chutz La'aretz. So in order to answer this, we have to first understand why is it Bechlal that we don't say Halal on Nei What is different between a Nei and a Nei Yisrael? So the answer to this could be found in the Marsha in Eirechen Daf Yudam Over there he explains that since Eretz Yisrael is a place which is Enei Hashem Alekecha Doirish Tamid, we know Enei Hashem Alekecha Boi Mereshes Hashanah Vad which means that Eretz Yisrael has a different Hanhaga than Chutz La'aretz. Just like we explained that Klal Yisrael and the Umas Ha'olam have a different Hanhaga than each other. The Pasuk says in Shiraz Hazinu, Ba'anchel el yoyin goyim, Ba'afridoi b'nei Adam, Yatsev gvulis amem l'mispar b'nei Yisrael, Ki chelek Hashem amoy Yaakov chevel nachlosoy. Explains the Ramban in the end of Pashas Achrei Mois, that HaKadosh Baruch Hu created everything, but he gave a koyach to run the Bria to Malachim, Koychavim, Mazolois, and every nation is run by a different Malach. And those are called the Shivim Sarim Hoel Yoinim. And he was Mapul Goyrolois. Each one of the Shivim Umois fell underneath the Hanhaga of a different one of the Shivim Sarim Hoel Yoinim, and Klai Yisrael is Chelek Hashem. 
So he didn't give the Hanhaga of Kla Yisrael over to any of the Saramel Yoinim. Of course, all of the Metzias is run by Hashem, but he has Shlichim. The Sarim are Malachim. A Malach, the word Malach means Shliach. A Shliach means you don't see the Mishaleach. So the way that the world, generally speaking, is run is in a way that you don't see Hashem. Like we explained numerous times and Bifrat and Dafyurim Abayz that there is a concept called the world of Teva. Eretz Yisrael says the Ramban, Leinosan Aleha Mina Malachim Kitzin Vishoiter Umoshel Banchiloi Oisa Leamoi Hamiyachit Shmoi Zera Oyavov. And that's what it means, says the Ramban, V'yisem li segula mikola amim ki li kola aretz. It says, V'yisem li la'am v'anoichi eye lochem lilakim. Loi shetiyu atem el elohim acherim klal. And that's the reason why, says the Ramban, that Eretz Yisroel cannot be soivel oivdei avadis kechavim. Because that runs counter to what Eretz Yisroel is. And this is a theme expressed in the Rechaim HaKadosh in Parshas Azinu as well. And they both explain that Lemisbar Bnei Yisrael, Yatev Gvulis Amim Lemisbar Bnei Yisrael means that the Shivim Sarem El Yoinim are Keneged, the Shivim Nefesh that went to Mitzrayim with Yaakov Avinu. And the Rechaim HaKadosh speaks out very clearly over there how all of the nations come from the combination of Toiv and Ra, which happened after Adam Rishon ate from the Eitz Hadas, Except Yaakov Avinu did not. Yaakov Avinu came from the Eitz Achayim, and the Archaim says that's what it means when it says Shufrei de Yaakov Avinu may ain Shufrei de Adam Kadmo, which is why Yaakov Chevel Nachlosoi. As we explained at Dafyud Beis, Kla Yisrael comes from Adam Rishon Kaidem Achet, and the Umas Olam from Adam Rishon after the Chet, and that's why Kla Yisrael is Zeichet to Eretz Yisrael because Eretz Yisrael is the place which is run dafka through Hashem Himself, and not through any shlichim, not through any teva. It is not shayach to the lower hanhaga, which is called the hanhaga of the Eitz Hadas, rather to the higher hanhaga. The hanhaga of Hashem Himself, the hanhaga of the Eitz Achayim. Therefore, says the Marsha, that there's a big difference between a nace that happens in Chutz Loritz and a nace that happens in Eretz Yisrael. A nace Shebuchutz Loritz says the Marsha is Nasa Alpi Shliach, Oyalidei Malach. But a nace in Eretz Yisrael is the product of Hashem Himself. And that's why a nace Shebuchutz Yisrael warrants Halal. Because Halal is what we say when we're makir that Hashem is running everything. Memela says the Marsha, this is something that is only true once Klal Yisrael went into Eretz Yisrael. Then it was Niskadcha. Up until that point, it was Shaya to the Shiva Amam and was not yet Niskadcha to the point where Ene Hashem Alekechaboy Mereshis Hashanavad Achrishana. And that's why our Gemara says, Ad shalei nichnitzu Yisrael la'aretz, huchshu kol ha'rotzes lo'y marshira. Mishen nichnitzu Yisrael la'aretz, lo'y huchshu kol ha'rotzes lo'y marshira. This idea that the special hanhaga, which comes directly from Hashem, which is what you say halo for, happens only in Eretz Yisrael, is something that took place starting from when Klai Yisrael came into Eretz Yisrael. Prior to that, we had the special hanhaga directly from Hashem, Outside Eretz Yisrael. So that's why it was possible to say on Yitzhiyah's Mitzrayim, Halal, even though it was a nez, Shebuchut Slaretz. But later, once we entered Eretz Yisrael, you do not say Halal on a nez, Shebuchut Slaretz. Based on this idea, the Marsha explains the Shita of Rava and Rav Nachman, which Aragamari explains, that they both seem to hold, that you would say Halal on a nez, Shebuchut Slaretz. It's just that according to Rav Nachman, Kriyasa Zui Aleila, reading the Megillah is tantamount to a Halal, and according to Rava, we would accept Akati Avdei Hashverosh 
So the Gemara asks, how could it be that they hold that after Klal Yisro came into Eretz Yisrael, it's possible to say Shira on a nature B'chutz Laretz? And the Gemara answers, Kivin Shegalu Chazru Shira and Harishang. Once they went into Golos, they went back to the original Heksher, the original ability to say Halal on a nation B'chutz Laretz. Explains the Marsha over there in Eirchen, that since at the time of Golos, it says, Imo Hashem goes with us into Golos. So the higher Hanhaga takes place even in Chutz Laretz after that point. Now there is a nafkamina lahalacha, seemingly, and this is what the Me'iri points out, between Rava and Rav Nachman. We learned in the Gemara that the reason why, according to Rav Nachman, we don't say Halal Purim is because Kriyasa Zuhi Alela. The reason why, according to Rava, we don't say Halal is because Akati Avdi Achashverish Anan. Says the Me'iri that according to Rav Nachman, Kriyas HaMegillah takes the place of Halal. Really, we should be saying Halal. It's just that Kriyasa Zuhi Alela is just as good. So what happens if a person doesn't have a Megillah Kshayra? Then he should say halal. Says the Meiri should say halal bibracha. Because from the words of Nachman you see that it really is ro'oi to say halal. It's just that this takes a place. So if you don't have the bimkaim, you don't have a kosher megillah, then you say halal with a bracha. And according to Rava, since akati avdi achashverishanan, the din of halal is only halal avdi Hashem, v'loy avdi pare, so there's no din to say halal whatsoever. And the Me'iri ends off by saying that the Rishain Nira Iker, meaning Rav Nachman's Shita, would seem to be the Iker Lahalacha. So he paskins like Rav Nachman, and therefore if a person doesn't have a Kosher Megillah, he should say Halo with a Bracha. Now the Chidoi and Azagoi is Birke Yosef. On Shulchan Aruch, Simen Tov Reish Tzadik Gimel, Sif Gimel, he says that since Rava is the Basra, he's the last of the Amiroim, meaning he's later than Rav Nachman, and he holds the Tam of Akati Shanan, and therefore you shouldn't say Hal at all. He says the Halacha is like Rav, we pass him like the Basra. And he adds that according to the Girsus Harif and the Rosh and the Ran, Rava responded to Rav Nachman not simply by saying Bishlama Hasam, Halo Avdi Hashem, Vloy Avdi Paray, rather Rava responded by Maskifla Rava. Rava asked it as a kasha on Rav Nachman. How could you possibly say that it's appropriate to say Halal and that Kriyasa's Uyalela, that the Kriyasa Megillah takes the place of Halal, it's not similar to any other scenario in which we say Halal. Halu Avdi Hashem, Le'avdi Pare. Hocha Halu Avdi Hashem, Vakati Avdi Achashverushanan. And therefore, says the Chidah, not only does it make sense to pass him like Rava because he's the Basra, it also comes out, according to their Girsa, that Rav Nachman is left with an unanswered question. Rava asked the Kasha on Rav Nachman, and you don't find Rav Nachman responding to the question, so therefore we have to pass him like Rava for that reason as well. And that's why he says, Sosmu HaPoiskim, the Poiskim say, Bistam, you don't say Halal, nobody seems to Paskin that you would say Halal in the scenario that you don't have a Kosher Megillah. Now this is all brought down in the Chari Tshuva over there, in Simen Tafresh Tzadik Gimel, and he continues and he says that in the Machzik Bracha, he brings that it's not so simple. He says that the Bahag and the Rambam do write the Tam of Kriyasa Zui Aleila. You'll ask, why don't we pass him like the Basra? He says because it's Mistabal who time of Rav Nachman. The Shari Tshuva does not bring down the Svara that he says, why it's Mistabal time of Rav Nachman. But if you take a look at the Machzik Bracha, he says as follows. He says that they don't identify so much with the time of Rava that Akati Avdi Achashverishanan. 
Because after all, we're Avdei Achashverish. The fact that we're Avdei Achashverish is only a mikra. It's only Ba'inis. It's forced upon us. Our true identity, Be'etzem, we're Avdei Hashem. Be'chol libeinu v'nafshenu. And even he says in the Golis, it's Nikr umafursam lakoil she'avdei Hashem onu. We all know that we're Avdei Hashem. So what do we care that our guf happens to be nishtabed to the Goyim? Even when we're being our machshava is Lashem and we're dveikim Bashem, and therefore it doesn't make so much sense to the Ramam and the Bahag to say that Akati Avde Hashverishanan, and therefore we shouldn't say halal. So Lefize says the Shari Tshuva that it's Chazar Adin, that somebody who doesn't have a Kosher Megillah should say halal with a Bracha. However, it says the Shari Tshuva that you really could learn the Gemara differently. Both Rava and Rav Nachman, it's possible to understand, agree that if you would not have a Kosher Megillah, you would not say halo. Because he says the Iker Kavonis Hashas is not to explain why I don't say halo today. The Iker Kavonis Hashas is to explain why were Chazal not misakin to say halo. So Rav Nachman says the reason why Chazal weren't misakin to say halo is because they gave you the mitzvah of Kriyasa Megillah, and since Kriyasa Zuya Leila, they didn't see it fit to be Misak and Halo. And Rava as well is explaining why Chazal didn't see fit to be Misak and Halo. And therefore, even if you don't have a Kosher Megillah, since what we're trying to do in our Gemara is explain Kriyasa Zuyalela, that's the reason why Chazal didn't see fit to be Misak and Halo. Not that Rav Nachman is saying that they really were Misak and Halo. It's just that the Kriyasa Megillah takes the place of Halo. Rather, they weren't lechatchilu misak and halal since they gave you the mitzvah of Kriyasa Megillah. So it comes out that in the event that you don't have a kosher Megillah, there's no din to say halal because the takana was never instituted. However, the hachra of the Shari Tshuva is that if a person doesn't have a Megillah Likrois, since it's a suffix, because we just brought down some paiskim that say that you should say halal, even with the bracha, some that say that you don't say halal at all. So the Sharichu is machri, he says, Avapikain, Kishain lo Miguel Likris, Yeshlo Likris halal, Beloy bracha. Don't make a bracha lefanov or laachrav, you should say halal like a person who's karibitila. And he continues, he says, Afim yeshlo chumish, shakari by Megillah la'atzma, even if he doesn't have a kosher Megillah and he reads it out of a chumish, still, he says, because efshir, the odif amiris halal, shloi niskan shi bekashris ktsas, amiris halal, which there was never part of the takana of halal, that you have to lane it in some kosher safer, so that's superior to mikra Megillah that you're doing in a chumish, which the takana was, that you have to lane it out of a kosher Megillah. So his achra is that if a person does not have a kosher megillah, even if he has a chumash to read the megillah from, he still should say, Halal beloy bracha. This is actually the psak of the ksav soifer in Erechayim Simen Kuf Mem as well. However, the Mishnabura over there in Sifkat and Zion, on the words of the Machaber, Ein Karim by Halal, he says, The Bishlam of Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, Aminon Halal Avdei Hashem, Vlei Avdei Parei, Avol Hacha Akati Avdei Hashverosh Anan. It's clear that the Mishnabura understood that from the fact that the Machaber is soisim, Ein Karim by Halal, and he doesn't say that if you don't have a Megillah, you should say Halal, it sounds like he's taking on the Psak of Rava, who's the Basra, like the Birka Yosef, and does not hold that a person should read Halal if he doesn't have a Kosher Megillah. The Gemara tells the story about Avigail. She was the wife of Novel HaKarmeli, and after Novel died, uh, David HaMelech married her. The Gemara records the conversation that took place between David HaMelech and Avigail. 
and she showed him dam to determine whether it was dam nida or not. David says, dam balayla." Meaning, because David wanted to kill her husband, and she was saying that you cannot be dam dina nefashes balayla. So David Amelech answered her by saying that your husband was a murid b'malchus. Because as is Mavur in the Psukim, David Amelech wanted Novel to help him out with his people, and Novel refused, and he was Mavaza David Amelech by saying, Me David, umi ben Yishai. So David Amelech is telling her he was a murid b'malchus, veloit tzarech limedaine. I don't have to judge him. Now, Toysfis in the Bermaschel, Mer B'Malchus, asks the following question. They ask from the Gemaritz Bavur that you don't have to be Dan a Mer B'Malchus at all. Kosha asks Toysfis in Cain, Heich Goras, Perik Echadin Imominus, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says, the Dine Nefoshes Maschilin Min Hatzad. The Gemara over there says that the way that you conduct Dine Nefoshes is that you start Min Hatzad. Instead of starting Min Emtza, which is where the Rosh Bezdin sits, you start from the opinions of the people sitting at the side. And the Gemara learns it out from the Pasuk that it says by Novo, Vayachkru ish charboy, Vayachkru gam David charboy. So you see that David expressed his opinion after everybody else. The Gemara understands that Vayachkru charboy doesn't mean in the literal sense, it means in terms of his Psak Bezdin. So Toysvis asks, how could we discuss when you start, Amenatzad or Be'emtza, he was a Mor Be'malchus, like it says in our Gemara. Another question Toysis asks is that Bechlal, how is David able to sit bedin? The Gemara says in Sanhedrin and that you don't use a melech as part of the Sanhedrin. A third question Toysis asks is that the Gemara in Shabbos in Perak Bameh Behema Yoitza describes that by Uriah Hachiti there was a taina shahoyeloy ledonim b'Sanhedrin that David should have judged him in Sanhedrin and asks Toysis v'amayu So we have three questions. The Gemara in Sanhedrin describes a difference between Maschil and Menatzad by the case of Novel himself and that's where we learn that rule from that by Dina Nefoshis you start Menatzad and if he's a Murid B'Malchus then there shouldn't have been any court case whatsoever secondly if there was a court case then why was David sitting there Ain Moshiv and Melech B'Sanhedrin and thirdly in the case of Uriah as well why could the Gemara say he was a Murid B'Malchus and here it says Murid B'Malchus doesn't have a court case whatsoever and Toysvis answers all three questions with one Yisoy and that is that Murid B'Malchus does not mean that you don't have a court case at all it means it's not governed by the rules that other Dine Nefoshis are governed by. For example, says Toysvis, we know that the halacha is that Dine Nefoshis, you are done in boy bayoim lezchus ubayoim shalaachrov lechoiva. The very same day that you start the court case, if you want to be goimer dinoi lezchus to acquit the guy, then you're allowed to do that on that day itself. However, if you want to be mechayev him and give him misa, then you have to wait until the next day. There's a special halacha called Halona Sadin. However, if the person was married b'malchus, there is no such rule. You could even be goimrin l'choiva boy bayoim. And that explains the exchange that took place between Avigail and David. Avigail said to him, What she meant was, you should wait until tomorrow. Because the din is that even if you had a gemar din today, you cannot kill him tonight because you need halona sadin. 
And David HaMelech answered, no, he's a Mered B'Malchus, and you don't have to wait until tomorrow. So when he said, it doesn't mean that he doesn't have to have a court case. You need to have a court case. And that's why it's also not problematic, the fact that David HaMelech sat in Sanhedrin, because the whole reason why we say, Melech B'Sanhedrin, says, Toysvis is Bishum Meaning to say that to have the Melech talk first, nobody can argue on the Melech. It says, Leisana al-Riv, Leisana al-Rav. You're not allowed to argue on the person who's the Godel. To have the Melech be quiet and wait until everybody else talks is not Lafich Voidoi. However, says Toysvis, if it's a Murid B'Malchus, then it is Lafich Voidoi, Lies Yoshev Shoisek, Lafish Huna Gabadavar. And that answers the Kasha from Perak Bamebahima Yoid says, Well, why by Uriachiti does it say Shahoyloi Ledoinoi Besanhedrin? There was a taina that he wasn't Donim in Sanhedrin at all, and that's because you do need to have a court case. So the opinion of Toysfis in our Sugya is that Murid Bemalchus needs a din, needs to have a court case, but that court case is not governed by the same rules as regular dinim. You don't need to have Halona Sadin, you don't have to wait until the next day, you can be going and boy by and a melech could be present during the court case. However, the Rambam in Per Gimel, Hilchas Molochim, Halochaches, seems to describe the din of Moir B'Malchus as the reshus for the melech to kill the Moir B'Malchus. And the Rambam even says that he kills him with a different misa, he kills him with saif. It seems to be something that is not part of the seder of how regular dinam work at all. It doesn't sound like you use a Sanhedrin. It doesn't even sound like you have Kabbalist edus. It's a din that a moirid b'melech Yisrael yesh l'melech rishus l'hargoy. The king is allowed to kill him. He says, imratza l'hargoy yaharig. That's clear that we're not talking about somebody who is nidon in Bezdin. Because somebody who is nidon in Bezdin, it's not a question of imratza l'hargoy. It's a special din of the covet of the Melech that the Melech is allowed to kill anybody who is murdered against him. So clearly the Ramam learns our Gemara, Kipshutoi, you don't have to be done him at all. In which case we have Toysus' questions. How could the Gemara in Perk Echad Dinin learn out the Dinin Nefashis Maschilu Menatzad from the case of David with Novo? There shouldn't have been a court case at all. So in the Chuvis Noi Yehuda in Marduatin Yona, Yeridea Simon Ayin Dalid, he gives a beautiful Hezbert to be Miyashiv the Rambam. He first brings a Yerushalmi in Trumas, Perkhes, in the end of Halacha Dalid. The case that's being discussed in the Yerushalmi over there is where a group of Jews is being threatened by their lives by a bunch of Goyim, and they tell them, you must give us Pliny, a certain Jew, for Misa, and if you don't give him to us, we will kill everybody. Rish Lakish's opinion is that if that individual is Mechuy of Misa, then you're allowed to give him over to the Goyim. According to Rabbi Yochanan, he does not have to be Mechuy of Misa prior to this story. Now, Rish Lakish's Mekar in that sugya, in the Rishalmi, is from the story of Sheva ben Bichri. Sheva ben Bichri was a person who was murdered by Malchus in David HaMelech. Later on, Yoyev ben Siruya, the Sartzva of David HaMelech, threatened an entire city with being killed unless they would give up the, this person named Sheva ben Bichri. And the Isha Chachama convinced everybody. She said, well, since he's going to be killed and everybody else is going to be killed, you may as well give him up so that everybody else will be saved. Explains very shluckish that that was only because he was anyway Chay of Misa before that, based on the fact that he was Murad B'Malchus. Now Rabbi Yochanan argues on Rish Lakish and says that in order to give up one person and save everybody else, you do not have to be Chay of Misa. 
Says the Nerev Yehuda, what's the Hezbron Machloikes of Yerchen Rishlokish? After all, Rabbi Yochanan also knows that Sheva ben Bichri, prior to this point, was Moyed ben Malchus. Explains the Nerev Yehuda that Rabbi Yochanan and Rishlakish are arguing as to whether a person who is Moyed ben Malchus, does he need a court case or not? According to Rishlakish, he does not need a court case like it says in our Gemara. Moyed ben Malchus hu You don't have to judge him at all. And if you don't have to judge him, then he's like a person who is already gepaskened on him that he's Chayev Misa. Masha'enkein Rabbi Yochanan holds that you still need to have a court case. He argues on the Hanukha of our Gemara that says that Loit Tzarech and he holds that you have to have a Din Torah being paskening on the person that is Chayev Misa. And that's why if you're learning out from the story of Sheva ben Bichri, holds Rabbi Yochanan, you see that you're allowed to give up the person to save everybody else even if that person is not Chayev Misa. Says the Nerib Yehuda, that's the Hezbollah in the Gemara that Toysfis brings. The Gemara in Sanhedrin that learns out that by Dina Nefoshis Maschilu Min Hatzad from the story of David HaMelech with Novel that it says, Vayyomer David Lanoshev Chigru Ish Charboy Vayachru Ish Charboy Vayachru Gam David Ish Charboy So you see that David spoke after everybody else. Ask Toysfis, why was there a Din Torah Bechlal Loitzarach Lomedaynei? The answer is, says the Nerib Yehuda, that that Gemara is Rabbi Yochanan. So Rabbi Yochanan Lushitasei from the Yerushalmi holds that a person who is married by Malchus still needs a court case. But our Gemara is going like the Shita of Rishlakish. And since the Stama de Hashas in our Gemara assumes like the Shita of Rishlakish, you pass him like Rishlakish. Even though usually the Klal is there, Rabbi Rishlakish, you pass him like Rabbi Yochanan, but the Rambam passes like a Stama de Gemara. The Nerib Yehuda actually uses this Svara to be Miyashiv another difficult Rambam, a Rambam which the Beis Yosef already asks on. And that is the Rambam in Perik Hei, Paskins that when the Goyim are miyached, a certain Jew, you're only allowed to give up that Jew if he's already Chayev Misa, like the Shita of Reish Lakish, and not like Rabbi Yechanan. And the Beis Yosef says, why should we Paskin like Reish Lakish against Rabbi Yechanan? Says the Rebbe Yehuda, because we already have the stomach the Hashas in our Sugya that Paskins like Reish Lakish, since, according to his Hezber, the shaila as to whether you go like Rabbi Yochanan or Reish Lakish is, is rooted in whether a person who's married by Malchus, Tzarech or Ein Tzarech since the Shtam Dashtah says that married by Malchus, Ein Tzarech and that's how the Rambam Paskins in Hilchus Melachim, so that's why he says in Hilchus Yisari Torah that it's only if the person is Chayev Misa already. The Gemara is discussing Chulda Hanavia and explains that the reason why Chulda had the right to be Misnabe, even though Yermia was around, was because Chulda was a Kroivas Yermia. She was a relative of Yermia, and Yermia wasn't Machbed on her. Now the obvious question is that a Navi is not allowed to be Kroivishes Nevuasai. So Hashem is the one who gave her the Nevuah. So how could the Gemara ask that she doesn't have the right, if Yermia wouldn't be Machbed on her, she wouldn't have the right to be Misnabe. She doesn't have the right to be Kroivish, to withhold her Nevuah. The Ben Yayode explains that since Nevuah doesn't, come to a person, unless he is mechen himself, he prepares himself for the nevuah, she should not have been mechen as atzma for nevuah, because the result is going to be that Hashem is going to give her a nevuah. And Yermia doesn't want her to. So that's why the Gemara says, Yermia wasn't makbed since she was a krevis mishpacha of Yermia. The Gemara then asks, Yoshia Gufei, how was Yoshia able, hechi shavik Yermia, o mishadol 
why did he send his shluchim to listen to Nevoah from Chulda when there was Yirmiyah who was alive? We understand why Chulda herself said Nevoah, but why would Yoshia choose Chulda over Yirmiyah? The Gemara answers, Amri Devei Reb Shila, Noshim Rachmoni now the Marsha asks, how does that make a difference? Just because Noshima Rachmoni is same, well she gets the Nevoah from Hashem. She can't change the Nevoah even if she has the Midah of Rachmonis. So what's the point in sending to an Isha? The Marsha answers that Yoshia felt that she, since she's a Rachmonis, if the Nevoah would be Lura, she would be Mispalal and ask Hashem for Rachamim. However, in the Sefer Be'ermayim Chaim ala Torah, in Parshas Bolok, and in the Sefer Pritzadik, in Parshas Matis, Ois Beis, they both explain differently what the point would be to go to Chulda, being that she is a Rachmonis. They explain, based on the Yisoid, that the Gemara says in Yevamis, that Mem Tesma Beis, Kol HaNeviyim Nistaklu Bis Baklarya She'ena Me'ira, Moish Rabbeinu Nistaklu Bis Baklarya Me'ira. There's a difference between Moish Rabbeinu's Nevoah and all other Neviyim. Moish Rabbeinu's Nevoah was a pure vision that was clear, it did not lend itself to any interpretation. Whereas other Nevi'im, being that they were not fully mezuchach like Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu's level of bitl was so strong that he saw nothing other than the pure unadulterated Dvar Hashem. But other Nevi'im were given a vision that lent itself to interpretation. And the Nevoah could be filtered through the personality of the Navi. This is the Hezber that these Svarim, as well as the Maril Diskin, used to explain why it was that Bilam thought that he could curse Klal Yisrael with a Nevoah. How would Hashem, who loves the Jewish people, will give him a Nevoah that is to the detriment of the Jewish people? So they explain that Bilam understood that since he's only going to be given an unclear vision, and it's going to be th- filtered through his Midas Royce, he can bend the Nevoah, to turn out to be something that's negative against Klal Yisrael. And that was the Chesed Elyon that Hashem did, that like Kambi Yisrael, Kemoshe, no other Navi had a Nevoah like Moshe Rabbeinu, but Be'um Asa'ilam come, and that was Bilam. Bilam was given in order to protect Klal Yisrael, a pure Dvar Hashem like Moshe Rabbeinu. So according to this, it's very clear why they would choose to go to an Isha like Chulda, who is a Rachmanis. The Gemara, when talking about Rachav, says that she was Nisgaira and Yeshua married her. Asks Toisvis here in Deber Maschel, the Igaira, how was she allowed to marry him? She was from the Shiva Amamin. There's an Isser of Leises Chatenbo. Toisvis answers that she really wasn't from the Shiva Amamin. She was from other nations and she just came to live there. And Toisvis brings down the Yesh Mefarshim. Some learn that they were not Makbid on the Isser of Leises Chaten until after they went into Eretz Yisrael fully. Toysis brings a raya that this is not true from the Medrash by the Nesinim. They came to Mizgair Bimei Moshe and they still weren't allowed to marry members of Klal Yisrael. Toysis in Soita, Daf Lamed Heim Abeis, the Ramaschal Rabbis, says, Shema Api Hadibur Hoya. there also brings the possibility that maybe before the Mochama came, there were Mechablum Geirim from the Shiva Amim and he rejects this possibility. Take a look also at the Toysis Rush over there in Saita, and he brings from the Shiltas that even though she was from the Shiva Amamim, there is no Isra Lesachai Kol Neshama until Kibush Aretz. You have been listening to the Shiurim of Shas Illuminated. Shas Illuminated is a non-profit organization dedicated to broadening the learning of those studying the Daf worldwide. 
If you would like to make a donation or to dedicate a daf or masechta, please visit our website at shasilluminated.org or call 203-312-SHAS. You can also email us at shasilluminated at gmail.com.